0: we said Connecting you to the broadcasters, journalists, coaches,
1: and game changers making today's news.
2: Everybody knows Tony, Mr. College Football. Tony, hope you're doing well, buddy. I'm doing well, and it sounds like you guys are having way too much
1: fun, so keep it up. This is the Press Box. That, my friend, is the game plan each and every day inside the Press Box, especially on a Friday. Where are you, Paul? Where'd you go? where go, uh... It's Friday. It is Friday. Thank you very much. Mike Grace inside the Breakline Optic Studios. Having a family reunion today with Mike Mote from Oxford, Alabama, joining us inside the press box. And right now, we welcome a guy. That little liner talked about game changers. This next guy is a part of a group that has changed the game. Our old buddy Ryan Brown now of Next Round Live, uh, co-host and co-founder along with Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Rockstar, cast of 10s. On, uh, on that It's not I wanted to say radio program You're everywhere But the radio Right? Yeah Yeah And first of all It's good
2: to talk to both you boys I always wanted to be on Mike and Mike Uh yeah. Never made it on ESPN <laughs> Yeah uh, No I mean that. that's one of the things I have to constantly explain Is uh, People say You know They call our show a podcast They call it they don't know what to call it. I mean, we're we're, we're basically available everywhere but radio. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's whatever you want to call it. We don't care what you call it, just as long as you listen to it. And uh, that's that's really the rule. There is call it call us anything you want. People have called us a lot of things. Just listen to us. <laughs> or watch us now. Watch us, whatever you do.
0: You have a lot of ways to get your show, Ryan, which I think is great. But I just think the 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 idea of what you guys do, taking it to the level you've taken it to in such a short amount of time. I guess there were a lot of questions when you made the decision, you guys collectively decided, Hey, we're leaving radio. We're going to do this and we're going to do this, you know, the, the streaming of video podcast, all of that sort of stuff. How tough of a decision was that for you guys to really go all in? Cause it's either all in or, well, let's not do this really.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, Mike, you had to have, um, And and total buy-in, which we did, you know, Mm -hmm. there were four of us on the show, like uh, like Grace said, you know, me, Lance, Dunaway, and Rockstar. So, you know, if any one of us was like, no, I'm not in, none of us were in. I mean, we didn't want to, you know, break the show up. And we had a really good thing going. I I mean, it's not, you know, it's not as if WJOX and Cumulus Media, who owns Jogs, have been bad to us at all. I mean, that wasn't the case at all. In fact, they were, you know, we were, they were actively trying to sign us to a new contract. So, It wasn't as if they were trying to run us off or we were dying to leave. It was just, you know, we stepped back and and kind of surveyed the landscape and said, you know, if ever we want to have any sort of ownership and not really about money, but more about the the control of, you know, we control everything and we live Mm -hmm. and die with our decisions and, you know, if, if we say something stupid, we don't just automatically get fired. You know, th- things like that. You know, just <laughs> just the minor day-to-day things. Everybody thinks it's about money, and it, it really wasn't. It was more about control. And, you know, we step back and scan the landscape and said, okay, if ever we're going to do it, how would it look? And, you know, because of contracts and things like that, we knew it wasn't going to involve radio right away because of the way our contract was worded. So we, we kind of looked and said, well, could we do it, you know, if we just involved the internet and YouTube and Facebook and video and things like that. And we decided we couldn't. We're like, Hey, this is the only path to do it. If we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. So we had total buy-in and, and that was the big thing.
1: Now Ryan, this show started because me and a couple of, of, of old buddies guys, I consider, you know, the closest thing to a brother, uh, decided, Hey, let's, let's get together and do this just for fun. Um, the relationship that you have with Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, rock star, um, it's, it's, it's like that. It's, it's almost a brotherly thing. Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, there are times where we spend more time with each other than we do with our family. Uh-huh. Yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been all over the country, thanks to college football teams in this state, and all over the country with those, with those guys. You know, we've been everywhere from Pasadena to Miami. And, um, I mean, these stories are endless, and we've told a lot of them on the air, and some will never make the air, but uh, the, the, the stories are, are just endless, and it really is, like, for instance, I'll, I'll tell you this, so there, you mentioned tens of us, um, up until two days ago, up till June 1, we had nine employees, and we made our first new hire um, just the other day, it's a, a young lady that just graduated at Auburn, Taylor Korn, and she's going to run our uh, social media yeah. aspect of everything, right? Yeah. And I was telling my wife last night, I was telling Jennifer, who you guys both know, uh, last night, she was asking how it was going. I said, you know, she's been fantastic. I said, but I really feel sorry for her because this is such a tough transition. I said, she's literally, A, she's walking in a locker room.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. We, yeah. Had, we had nine employees, eight of them are <laughs> men. One of them is a female who we've known forever. And that's the other thing. We've all known each other for more than a decade and yeah. worked with each other. Oh, and yeah. it really is a brotherhood. And I'm like, this new girl's walked out of Auburn, you know, her sorority, sisters and all that. She's walked into this locker room of guys that have been together forever who, you know, all the punchlines mean something to us and nothing to her. I I was like, man, it's going to be a tough adjustment for her. But, I mean, it is like – you guys know this. It's like a team. You're with people together every day. And I'll I'll say this to you, and I'm sorry to ramble. But um, back when we were working for Jocks, um, Cumulus sent in – some it was like the vice president of talk and he was retiring so he's making his last rounds around all the markets. So he came to Birmingham and it was right before the super bowl and we were in our boss's office and uh he was in there and he said what are you guys doing for the super bowl and uh we said well we always go over to lance's house and we we got this big party and we put it together so we left the office and our boss said when we left he goes are they really getting together to watch the super bowl he's like yeah he goes my afternoon show in blank market it was one of their big markets yeah, so I'm, yeah. i will rat him out yeah. my afternoon show in such and such market hasn't spoken to one another off the air in seven years yeah, now crazy wow <laughs> crazy he yeah. said i cannot believe those guys are friends out outside of work and, and we truly are I mean we fight like brothers and we love each other like brothers and you know that's just the way family is
0: some of it's on the air too which is even
2: better. <laughs> some, of, some of it is Mike on the air I mean I will say this there is uh, I, I think all four of us the, the voices you hear on the air I think we're who we are on the air. I don't think we really hide anything. I mean, there there are times Dunaway says things. I'm like, God, Jim, you know that mic is old, right? Uh, <laughs> I may not have
1: told that, as Louis Cousin <laughs> yeah. says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and he can't name an artist in a song to save his life. But not I love to that. save
2: his life, or, or a movie. He can tell you a movie exactly. you watched, like bits and pieces of a... Uh, but he can't tell you who was in it or the name of the movie.
1: Heard uh, live each weekday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time online via the uh, Next Round app, uh, podcast form, YouTube, you name it. You can find him online next and on twitter he's at ryan brown live you stole that from me didn't you i've been mike grace live for you know
2: you know um mike yeah, you, you were part of the inspiration of that no doubt but um See, now but, i
0: think yeah. that's part of broadcast 101 keep it simple that way
2: everybody can find you right yeah, exactly. yeah. well but the 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 real story behind it was my old twitter handle was ryan brown wjlx uh-huh yeah and yeah that, mm. that created a small problem <laughs> yeah
0: just a little um, bit yes
2: yeah so i was and Ryan Brown was taken so I couldn't just go back to my name. So yes, Mike, yeah, part you were part of the inspiration <laughs> of that,
1: no doubt. I know uh there have been times when you guys did an after show and, and you may still do that, but this new format kind of allows you guys to do some things and maybe even say some things that you can't <laughs> say on the radio, yeah?
2: Uh yeah, we are not FCC regulated and there are times that has been taken advantage of. Um but it you know, by and large it's not. Yeah, I mean you know, I, I will say this about working at jocks. They, they never really stayed on us about, excuse me, about uh, do talk about this, don't talk about this. They give us a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately you're on a sports format and we're a sports show, but I think when you change formats, people are like, okay, well, what's this new format going to be like? So it did allow us a chance to kind of hit the reset and... You know, maybe not 100% concentrate on sports. Well,
1: well, but I'm thinking about some of those stories that maybe you couldn't tell on radio, that maybe you now can tell in in this somewhat looser yep, format. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I, I tell you, a project we're about to start working on, and I mean, it's people have said they're interested. I hope they're interested in this. It's kind of an oral history of our show. Yeah, yeah. And there are some behind-the-scenes stories that um, yeah, maybe we have not been able to tell. Yeah. Uh, that will, will come out in that, that people may or may not find interesting. We'll see.
0: Well, you guys have a lot of stuff to talk about in the month of June, which is sometimes unusual in, yeah. in Alabama, especially. And I wanted to ask about some of that. I mean, you have been around Alabama football all your life. You've grew up, you know, watching it, loving it, being a part of it and being a part of the state. Uh, I want to ask you about this. We, we were talking about before you came on uh, NIL, Saban, and the comments he's made, and all the things that's going on. Uh, Ryan Day's out today, talking about uh, in, a, in an article how much money it's going to take to put a competitive team on the field. Give me your thoughts on the way this is going. Do you see any regulation? We heard Greg Byrne talking about it as well. About you know we've got to do something about these folks making quote unquote rash decisions. It's almost like the NCAA has got the cat out of the bag. The Pandora's box is open, and now it's hard to get it shut, and the regulations should have come before this, and now we're chasing our tails when it comes to that.
2: Well, and, Mike, that's the way the NCAA has been for quite a while. Ever. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's is trying to play catch-up. And, you know, part of this is the NCAA's fault. They buried their head in the sand when it was obvious that this was the path that, that college athletics was going towards. I don't think there was anybody that had a brain that thought that there wasn't some way players were eventually going to be compensated. I mean, I think the lawmakers—if you were depending on, you know, the, the Congress or whatever—to try to stop this—I think Congress had already signaled they weren't going to stop it. That they—they they felt like the players needed some sort of compensation by and large, and the NCAA tried to bury their head in it. And Congress, you know, they got a free pass and then tried to—they ignore, you know, ignored that free pass, and now here's where we are. But the other side of that is always wanted less NCAA involvement. And I'm sure there's a lot of is like, hey, this is what you asked for all along. You didn't want us involved. And now look what you've gotten without us involved. And it, it is a mess. And there will be some guardrails. But let's don't pretend like the guardrails are going to stop this. I mean, when you couldn't pay players anything, people were still paying players. So what makes you think if we say, okay, you can only pay $35 million per signing class. I mean, let's just use that number, whatever that is. $35 for signing costs. What makes you think the same guys that were paying players when you couldn't pay them anything are going to say, okay, now, guys, we can only pay them $35 million. You can put guardrails up, but if there's no enforcement of the speed limit, people are going to drive as fast as they want to drive. I just don't think the NCAA now or in the future is equipped to really, to really even do that anymore.
0: Can we expect the SEC, and these are just kind of rapid-fire questions, yeah. how long do you think before – We see a nine-game schedule. I know it's inevitable, but money talks. They're going to do it. I think it's the fair thing to do if all of these conferences are going to separate. I think there has to be some uniformity. But the SEC is going to have a nine-game schedule. How soon do you think that happens?
2: 100% they are. And what I was told from uh, an SEC official uh, from down in Destin was that it will not happen until the expansion of the college football playoff. And my response to that was, so – Oklahoma and Texas coming in won't be the trigger. And he said uh, those things probably will happen at the same time. So I found that interesting that at least one SEC official, and and maybe more than that, feel like that the expansion of the college football playoff and the entrance of Texas and Oklahoma probably happened at the same time. And most people feel like that'd be 2024. So I think Mike will be – I think from what I'm told we'll be at eight games until at least 2024 – and then the trigger there will be both Oklahoma, Texas coming to the league and the expansion of the college football playoff. I think that's when you'll see the SEC go to nine.
1: Uh, Ryan, do you believe? I mean, the, you know, the the bottom half of the league, the story is they're they're voting for the the eight game variety, the eight game schedule, because they're again a, another loss going to damage their chances of being bowl eligible, making the playoff potentially, whatever the case may be. Um, but again, the, the, the halves are going to win out. The big guys are going to win out. So how, how much will the, will the nine game schedule affect SEC teams in the bottom half of the league? You think?
2: Well I do think it's why you're seeing the report like from Brandon Marcelo and Mike you're right because I've heard the vote right now if they voted today it would be seven to seven that's yeah. what I'm told yeah. yeah but I think everybody involved knows that as soon as Texas and Oklahoma are voting members that vote becomes nine seven very quickly right yeah so, you know for the nine game schedule because that's what Texas and Oklahoma are already doing so I, I think everybody that is in the in the seven knows they know that their no will not stand up long so they're fighting a losing battle and they get that. Um, but I think, uh, I, I think I think that's why you see, like, Brandon Marcello reporting that the SEC will back off on that mandate to play the, the uh, Power 5 game, that you'll allow – let's use Vandy, who's clearly in the bottom half. Nobody will argue that. Mm-hmm. You'll tell Vandy, you're going to have to play nine conference games, but we'll relax it, and if you want to build wins by playing Central Michigan and Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan and Panera Bread – you can play whoever you want to play and build up some wins. We're not going to force you to play a more difficult schedule. And a lot of people, run, you know, there was a lot of hand-wringing about that, but I don't think it's going to lead to the big schools like Alabama and Auburn and LSU and all that backing off on all these games they've signed because I think a couple things, they know the playoffs are going to expand and they have seen the benefit to their program of playing those games and, and ticket sales and things like that. So I don't think it's going to lead to your big schools backing off you know, the Alabama, Texas, and the Auburn-Penn
1: State series. What about the uh, the, the Nick Saban-Jimbo-Fisher feud? We know it's going to die down. You're, you're not going to hear about it from them, but the media is certainly not going to let it go. What, what's your thoughts on, on Nick's original comments and then Jimbo's reaction?
2: Uh, my favorite part of it is that Dunaway asked the question, so on the only video available... Jim Dunaway is in the shot all summer long, which makes him very <laughs> un- makes, him, makes him very uncomfortable. By the way, um, I love it though. I, mean, I, I, I I do too. I don't think he hasn't been ragged endlessly about that. Oh, I I'm think sure that, um, I, I think Nick Saban. Look, that room. So what? Uh, the context that a lot of people don't get nationally on that story is that was a um, World Games. Um, I, I, a banquet, I guess, is a, one way of putting. I don't know, really know what to, what to call it. Yeah, yeah. But it was full of local business people, right? And Nick Saban realized that the majority of that crowd was Alabama boosters, Alabama fans were Alabama boosters, Alabama fans, Alabama graduates that have money. And I think his his audience wasn't Jimbo Fisher or Deion Sanders. As Dion realized, his audience was that room. And he was trying to tell that room – hey, look, Texas A&M paid for that whole class. And if we want to recruit to the high level, that's what we're going to have to do. I think Nick Saban is a little bit concerned that Texas A&M's got, you know, billionaire after billionaire. And Alabama might have a billionaire, maybe, right? So I think that was kind of his point is if we want to play in today's game. Now, does Saban regret saying Texas A&M? He says he does. I don't know if he really regrets it or not because he's gotten the conversation going.
0: Ryan, I would, the very first thing I thought of when Jimbo made all of his comments was the big uh, pay-per-view in August for WWE. It's called SummerSlam, and that was <laughs> Vince McMahon all over it. And you put yep. those two in a cage and see what happens. But I, I want to ask you this. I want to go back to the playoff real quick. Visiting with Ryan Brown from The Next Round Live, for those of you just joining us, and we thank him for giving us a few minutes this morning. Uh, playoffs... I just got to ask this. It's a four team deal. We haven't had very many competitive games in the semifinals without, you know, Georgia Oklahoma notwithstanding, but I know it's going to expand because the money's going to make that happen. I I know that, but do you think it's something that we really need if you're just looking at it from a top four teams? I mean, to me, teams 5 through 8 may not give us a great game. Uh, when they're playing, but I know it's going to happen eventually. But I thought the top four have worked out pretty good because of the competition we've seen. We've well, got the right think, teams in the championship game, I think yeah, every year, right?
2: We have, but I think the argument against—if you want to argue against expansion—and it's going to be a losing argument because you hit the nail on the head right away, Mike. It's all about, about money. money. They, yeah, they know they get you know bigger TV deal, and and they will. But if you if you want to argue against it, if you want to argue against expansion. Of the playoff, you would say, okay. List for me the really good semifinals games we've had. Um,
1: yeah, not 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 many. O- yeah,
2: yeah, Oklahoma, Georgia. I mean, if you want to call that first Alabama Ohio State game a good game, have at it. That was yeah. a great game. But mm-hmm. but I mean, boy, once you get past that, I mean, look, last year Alabama destroyed Cincinnati. I say destroyed. It was never a game. Uh, and Georgia ran Michigan off the field. You just don't. You don't get good semifinals games. I mean, we've really only needed two teams to settle this thing.
0: Yeah, there's never been a real game besides the Georgia Oklahoma game that was endowed in the in the
2: semifinals. Not, not really. Yeah. Now, but here's to me. The most interesting thing about the expansion of it is will they involve and I think they will other television networks. And I think that's kind of been the hesitation of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and maybe the Big 12 as well not as much the ACC but I I think you know because they're in bed with ESPN but all those other conferences have a cut in the Fox deal and I think they're all like okay do we really want to get in bed with a playoff that ESPN owns entirely when ESPN is married to the Southeastern Conference so I think you know I think the reasonable solution to that is you involve the other networks like the NFL does so you may have some you know semifinal games on fox maybe the national championship game every third year is on fox maybe cbs gets involved or nbc or whoever i think that's the thing to watch is do you get the other networks involved to a get more money because if you've got more networks involved you're probably going to get more overall money and b to kind of ease the fears of the pac-12 and the big 10 i think when you see that step you'll know we're very close uh to some sort of agreement with this uh, among all the conferences
1: Ryan Brown, part of The Next Round, live each weekday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time, online, nextroundlive.com. Check out The Next Round app, podcast form, YouTube, you name it. Ryan, thanks so much for the time, man. Be good. All right, boys, have a good weekend. Always good talking to you. You bet, brother. You as well, man. Thanks.
0: Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page, online at pressboxradio.com, or find them on Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram at Pressbox Radio One. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the Press Box.